The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. 10 o'clock Monday, 18th of February, and this is the Urban Cube show with me, Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on this uh, mild but slightly rainy day this morning. Um, I hope you're well. Um, I hope the kiddies are well too, if you're tuning in. uh, Kids, are you listening in? Because you are um, on half term. It's half term, people. Gosh, I need to find out from you guys what you're getting up to because I've got to kind of occupy my timetable. I'm actually quite lucky I've got the week off with with the blobs i call my children the blobs it's an endearment people um what do you call your kids do you have like a really kind of a cute lovable name that you describe your children as being you know when you're in a rush or do you just give them a number like i do when i'm when i'm kind of exhausted and i can't remember their names and whatnot and it feels like that this morning um it is uh, monday and i'm babbling on but not for too long um because i'm going to be having some awesome conversations with some fantastic guests in the studio and over the phone. We're going to be talking about their creative journeys and things that make them tick, basically. Um, Today's show is a a real interesting, eclectic mix of topics where we're going to be discussing a poignant um, topic, which uh, I've been discussing for the last couple of weeks, really, knife crime. I've got actually a young poet who will be performing a a piece that he will be actually sharing um, to a live audience on um, at Luton Sixth Form this morning, um, actually at 12 o'clock. And it's called uh, 22 Seconds to Murder. This event is uh, is a platform to basically get the community involved to experience art, poetry and um, conversation around this area of knife crime, which has really impacted numbers and numbers of innocent lives. So I'll be speaking to this young poet very, very shortly. I'm really excited about that. I'm also going to be catching up with all the environmental news and it seems quite relevant this morning because the weather's not looking peaky at all. Um, so it was really, really nice a couple of days ago. And my goodness, on Friday, it was really bright and, and the sky was so, oh, I was just feeling in my element. I had a lovely walk down Warden Park and everybody just seemed to be smiling. It just seemed contagious. Um, also catching up with... Um, everything mums and beyond because I've got a very very remarkable uh, lady in the studio this morning she's joining me after four years um and uh, it's just brilliant to have her in the studio but you know what I've lost a bit of trail of thought there because I was talking about the environment getting so involved with that beautiful scene of the sun and the sky and I forgot to mention the reason I'm talking about that is because I'm going to be joined by a young lady by the name of Zarenea Malik she's an environmentalist and eco warrior that's what i call her and she's going to be talking to me about uh, an event that she was part of which was a student-led climate change protest and she's going to talk to me about that and then in the studio with me you can catch her on the camera because it is facebook live people it is no other than the very very fantastic uh rosina but now rosina but is a mother of not one two three four but five children <laughs> that makes me so happy when i hear that number it really does mashallah mashallah she's a matrimonial lawyer for 20 years she's a partner in her own firm 
<clears throat> but solicitors. And she pre she's presently working in Denby High School in support for learning, mentoring young Pakistani and Bengali girls in high school and guiding them with their career choices. Assalamu alaikum, Rosina. Saligo. Super awesome to have you back. Thank you. And I bet you you're doing half term with the kids, as always. Just enjoying half term, but obviously the weather is... Uh not very good so it's typically raining the first day of half term but uh, i'm sure we might get some sun by wednesday i hope so i, hope so. I heard i did hear from bubba tarik because i did yeah. get can you give me the weather report please and he did say the weather will look a lot milder mm. and brighter but did you experience it on friday yeah i was just so looking forward to half term but oh yeah did you find yourself smiling a little bit I more think, yeah because when you're working in a school i think the last day everybody's like last day let's get through this but yeah it was lovely it was a sheer fact that it was sunny as well so gosh my Helped. mood my mood just mm. lifted it yeah. really really did and yeah. i was just like can the weather weather have so much impact Definitely. on our moods yeah i think it does i think a bit of sun just makes you feel motivated to get out of bed of course rain snow it's not doing it for me i'm not i mean i'm liking a little bit of snow when yeah. it's white and crisp and not like 10 foot no and just a tiny little centimeter that you can glide through walk yeah. safely through um and it just looks so picturesque <laughs> but i was super loving walking down warden park and i just found everybody smiling mm. it was just quite infectious yeah um and it's interesting that we're talking about the weather because um the the present state of the environment is and and the weather and the impact it's having this this uh unpredictable nature of it mm -hmm. is something that a lot of young people across the country were demonstrating mm -hmm. against school children, of school course, children yeah. out in the streets. And um, as somebody who's actually very passionate about developing young people's mindset, mm -hmm. um, did you catch up with this climate change event that was happening? And did any of the students of your school get involved? Or were they aware of it? Um, our school didn't get involved, but um, there was a, a little buzz going around um, in the staff room, um, mm -hmm. basically discussing this. Right. Um, and it's good because it's refreshing. And you know that the students are sort of basically putting themselves out there. They're passionate about a right. subject which we all should be passionate uh -huh. about. Um, but unfortunately, no, the school didn't get involved. But, you know, it, that, that wasn't just our school. Lots of schools didn't get involved. Do you think they should have got involved? To be honest with you, um, we weren't aware of it until it happened. Right. Okay. Um, so we uh, basically, you know, got on with the school day. We were so busy anyway. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't really affect our state of mind, but we're very sort of... Yeah, because I only heard about this later. Yeah. Um, I had a uh, friend mention, yeah. uh, share it on their Instagram. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? This yeah. is so exciting. And the reason why it's exciting is it's actually young people taking the initiative. Yeah, they are. Taking responsibility of a... Um, of something that we think young people are not bothered about, mm. that they're not. It is refreshing, enough. definitely refreshing, because then at least you know that they're feeling passionate enough to stand mm. up for something mm. and sort of uh, advocate their opinions on something that it should be right. for everyone, really. And this is what I was so quite excited to see. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to be finding out from Zanera. Um, a little later on about her experience because she actually went to Bristol mm -hmm. um, to participate in this event um, to see, you know, who turned up and, yeah. and what the experience was like for her because she's quite a unique young lady um, in the sense that she's she's always been doing, being, being slightly, you know, out of the box, mm -hmm. passionate about things and not 
generally young people are involved in. Good. And she's continued to do that. And her work, this is what her work's about, is encouraging more young people to get involved with issues that matter. Mm-hmm. Now, today's show is a celebration of all that and getting young people's voices out there. Um, one young voice that I'm really excited to share on the show this morning is somebody who's really making his mark with words and not just any ordinary words. These are words, uh, um, uh, you know, through rap and through poetry. And he is a young, just a young lad Mm -hmm. from a local school, Puttridge School, age of 15. um, And he's making quite a lot, you know, he's gaining a lot of attention across social media through his rap um, around subjects that matter and are impacting young people. He's going to be performing live this afternoon at the 22 Seconds to Murder event, which is happening at Luton Sixth Form College. This event has been organised by Halima Ali. We've been talking about this event um, across a number of weeks. The event is raising awareness of the impact of knife crime, which, as we know clearly, is an issue that is impact, impacts everybody. And we've seen a number, a number of lives lost, not just across the country, but also in our local town. Um, and and this is an issue that needs to be discussed more and more. And we need to get, you know, the older and the younger generation coming together to try and find the solution to this. Now, a lot of young people have come together to actually um, perform at this event. We're using art for social action at this event. Halima has got poets and uh, and artists and, and speak motivational speakers. Even the young lad whose life was lost, his mother is also going to be speaking there and presenting a piece of artwork that local school children, I think it was Denby school children, I need to get this correct, who'd produced this piece of artwork in memory of him. Um, but there's one participant that I have great pleasure in inviting on the show this morning. He will be actually performing later on, so he needs to set up. So I'm really, really delighted that um, I have no other than Leo um, Samuda joining me this morning uh, on the show to to talk about this very, very poignant piece of poetry, which um, he'll be performing. And he's a local rapper. He's only 15 years of age. Um, He's very passionate about raising awareness and tackling um, larger issues through his love of music. Um, one of, and the purpose of his uh, rap that he's doing is hopefully to help people realise that knife crime, what it is and how it affects themselves and others around them. So I'm super delighted to have Leo um, Samuda joining me this morning. Good morning, Leo. Good morning, Shaliza. Are you OK? I'm very well. Um, Shamiz is very well this morning. And how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know what? You've got a lot of energy and I'm really liking that. So hopefully this is going to be a, a, a really, you know, powerful performance, I'm sure, at the event later on. How are you feeling yeah. about performing at Luton Sixth Form at 22 Seconds of Murder? Um, I am quite nervous, but at the same time, I'm quite excited because um, it, it allows me to put my message across and like just let everyone realise and raise the awareness of the issue. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm just quite excited to get this across. Now, um, Halima Ali, the lady behind 22 Seconds of Murder, this event that's happening at Luton Six Forms, um, was in great praise of you because she had a, an opportunity to meet you through um, an event which looked at mental health and and, um, and tackling social issues as well. So you're not yeah. shy to 
um, participating in, in in areas of work like this, like art for social action. I mean, where, I mean, you're only 15 years of age. Where did the inspiration come from? Well, I just saw there's um, a major rise in knife crime, mm-hmm. and I've just seen all of these people around me, like around my local area. Many of them have been stabbed and died, or all of this gang violence, and it's it's quite shocking. So, I thought if I could raise awareness. Mm-hmm then we can continue to like build this awareness mm-hmm. and then people will actually realize what it's doing to them, mm-hmm. other people, and obviously the lost lives. So, wow. Then, um, yeah. And so why, why rap? Why did you want to educate people and inspire them for social change through rap music? Well, when it's in the form of a rap, you can make it like catchy mm-hmm. and it sounds really good. So people will remember it and they will actually like feel it. Mm-hmm. But if, if you were just talking at them for a few minutes, it's, it's less likely to sink in into their head. So, and then they won't really realise as much. Now, as a young person, is this the language that you feel young people relate most to? Um, yeah, most people like, they listen to the rap. But some of this rap now that is influencing this violence is quite different. Like, different terms of slang and like, it's quite like shocking. So, if, but if I use rap in a good way mm-hmm. with positive language, I believe that can make an effect to these young people and realize, oh, there's not only just a bad side to rap, but there's also a good side. And it's really interesting that you raised that point because that was going to be my next question: is how do you, you know, rap music um, has had some negative connotations with it, and you clearly. Um, have, have kind of like explained that with clarity the fact that you know some, there's good rap and there's bad rap and it's words isn't it it's how you yeah. manipulate and how you mould those words um, how long have you been doing um, rap for and, and writing poetry well when I I was rapping when I was uh, younger um, I had an incident where I was getting bullied so I, just, I decided to write a song and I felt that I was quite good at it so I published that on YouTube and ever since then, I've just been making music and I've just loved it. And I started a bit of DJing as well. And um, I just think it's, a, it's like a good way of getting a message across. And you can do anything with music. And you know what? That message is getting bigger and bolder. And you're reaching out to not just your generation, but the older generation as well, because you're going to be performing this particular piece, uh, Blade, which you're, you're kindly going to perform on the show this morning over the phone. And yes. then you're going to be performing live at Luton Six Form. Is this going to be um, one of the bigger events that you're performing at? Or have you performed at other events as well? Um, I haven't really performed at too many, but I have had uh, one or two talent shows in school when I did perform, and one other time, uh, those were my own songs, and then one other time, I had to rap another song, even though it wasn't mine, but I had to do it in front of the whole school, Mm. just for like, just to show that I'm there. And I love the fact to say to show that you're there. You are clearly <laughs> there, Leo. You're doing extraordinarily well in in embracing your artistic creativity and engaging those audiences, um, which is absolutely yeah. wonderful. Now you're on half term, Leo. Um, what are your plans yeah. for half term? Um, well, write a few songs. Uh-huh. Um, and as I'm here in year eleven, do quite a lot of studying because I've got my next mock's coming up soon. Oh goodness mm. me! Wow. But, yes. So how are you getting your head down to to study? And I want to ask you a question. You know, um, 
There's something uh, MPs are kind of debating on and whether to get young people to start school or school kids to start school a little bit later, like 10 o'clock. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's a good idea? Would you like to start I'm school at 10? I'm not too sure about that because I'm, I'm that kind of person. I'll, I'll wake up a bit earlier. Okay. So I'd rather have an earlier school and get done earlier rather than it starting later and it get done later. So then I have more time in the afternoon to relax because the afternoon is more the relaxing time and not the morning. Uh-huh. So, because in the morning I do do a bit of work as well, but I'd rather start like normal time or maybe yeah normal time uh-huh. instead of later. So then I've got my own little time in the afternoon and like not having to wait around for too long in the morning. That sounds like a very very sensible answer. Are you really fifteen years old, Leo? <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. I mean, we have Rosina Butt in the studio, and Rosina is a solicitor. She's a partner in her own firm, and she's also very oh. passionate about working with young people and actually mentoring them um, to find, you know, positive career mm-hmm. aspirations. Rosina, you're listening into Leo. I'm just totally blown away about his motivation, the way he is, the way he's portrayed himself as a young role model, really. Thank you. Um, You know, you're doing really well, uh, and we need more young men like yourself who will motivate others to do, you know, take part in the community, put the message out there, and, you know, you're doing so well. I'd love you to come to our school, actually, and do a little piece there. Fantastic. You know, we will connect. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll we'll do something, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. That's brilliant. And um, so, folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to The Urban Cube with Misha Miser, taking it all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning. And the time is 10.17. And this morning, I'm joined by another wealth of guests. And we are discussing some very poignant topics, which we'll be reflecting through creativity. And then on the line right now, I'm joined by a very tremendous young man, only at the age of 15 years of age. He is a local rapper who's really really making his mark with the mechanic of words. It's a new way. I like that. Mechanic yeah. of words. Sounds good. Do you good. like that? Yeah. Leo, do you like the sound yeah. of that? Mechanics yeah. of words. I learned yeah. that from another uh, artist by the name of Naz Knight. That's what she calls herself. Um, and, um, and using your passion for words, you're reaching out to not just a younger generation, but an older generation um, yeah. and highlighting the impact that knife crime is having is having mm. on our lives as, as not just young people, but as parents as well, because it does impact yeah. parents, it impacts everybody. Mm. Um, Everyone, yeah. So Leo will be performing at 22 Seconds of Murder, an event that has been organised by Halima Ali at Luton Sixth Form College. It is a platform for artists and creatives to come together and local community activists to kind of really come together and understand what is the cause of knife crime and what could be um, how we can sort of eliminate it and just raise awareness of that. Leo, this is quite a very, very big topic and you are only like, you know, it's it's, it's a very powerful, overwhelming area and you're only 15 years of age. I mean, when you were putting pen to paper, how, you know, what was the experience like putting your words together to write about knife crime? Well, I, I just saw that many people, there were many people my age that are getting into these gangs and mm-hmm. all the violence and stuff. I just thought, if I could, if, if I use someone young like me, mm-hmm. I could target young people that are like me around my age. And if I do that, then I'd be able to tackle it wow. and just get rid of it, maybe, um, on the, if, it was, if it ended up getting that big. But for now, I was just thinking small mm-hmm. and just get people around me to just be 
not 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 involved in any of that stuff and yeah. not involved in any violence. What do you think is the reason why young people are drawn to this type of violence? Do you think the communities are not, or the government isn't doing isn't doing enough to provide uh, opportunities for young people to get involved with? Mm, definitely, because young people they need more opportunities because if they're out on the streets, they're bored, they're looking for something to do, and then they'll like misbehave or something. But then also, I think. It's, it may have something to do with bullying as well, because if someone's bullied in school, right. they feel like weak. But if if they join a gang mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. they feel powerful. Mm-hmm. And then them with that gang, they'll end up going on to do something bad to other people. Right. So I think it's uh, like a sense of family or a sense of power wow. that they need mm-hmm. within them. If you had, if you could say something to listeners right now, or anybody who's been impacted by bullying, knife crime, or just change makers, what change do you think should be brought about? Just to like maybe have more police on the roads so people know that they're safe. Mm-hmm. Make sure put in like a major law to, if you carry around knives, uh, a very serious consequence because it's, it's mainly the people that carry knives who actually. They're not intending to use them, but they're the ones that actually get involved. Right, right. Even though they carry knife, just, a knife just for their safety, mm-hmm. they just feel involved. So just <clears throat> stay, I'll just um, advise just to stay away from all of that stuff mm-hmm. and just like be yourself and focus on school and stuff. Yeah. What do you want to do after school, Leo? Um, I want to go to sixth form and then to university. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be like my educational side and also try and get somewhere with all my rapping and uh, promote all my messages within my raps. Fantastic. Um, and hopefully within the years I'll get a bit bigger. I'm sure, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I think in whatever area you're going to go into, Leo, you I think well. you're, you're, yeah, just as Rosina has said, you're going to do well. You've got that mindset and Thanks. it starts from Thank that. Um, career yeah. aspirations? What's your interest in career? Um, well, I wanted to do biology at ah. um, university. Okay. Um, at a, good, at a really good university and a like, high level. Wonderful. But um, I'll speak as before. I wanted to do law in university, uh-huh. but I've changed my mind to biology because it's like really interesting mm. and maybe even psychology, like Wonderful. how the brain works uh-huh. yeah. or just how the body works in general. That yeah. sounds really inspiring, um, and I wish you all the best, and I can really see a mm-hmm. great, Thank great you. career. Now, uh, folks, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Misha Miser taking all the way up to 12 o'clock on the Urban Cube show. The time is 10.22, and I'm speaking to my first guest, guest this morning. It is a local rapper, aged 15 years old, and he is Leo Samuda, um, and he's going to be performing a piece called Blade, across yep. the airwaves this morning as part of his appearance at 22 Seconds to Murder, which is happening at Luton Sixth Form this morning. So, Leo, take the mic. Okay. Right, ready? Yes, go ahead. But I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. Say no to the lives and yes to save lives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. Say no to the knives and yes to save lives. Why we got to rest in peace? Why can't we live in it? The way these people rolling with knives and they're giving it. Why we have to use knives, kids, parents, find a place for a grave and start digging it. It's unfortunate, but I don't mean it's not infinite. Seven billion on earth, while life is still limited. Versus still pending, don't worry, I'm going to finish it. We've got no time for the wrong timing. I'm moving like knives, everybody's going to be shining. I'm moving like a trouble, that's the way I'm really grinding. But all these people out here prepared to start knifing. It's really no good, so I need to start thriving. Honestly, unaware of what's driving. I don't know why it's stabbing and I don't know why it's laughing. Please stop the fighting and fighting. I beg we say no to the knives. 
I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. Say no to the knives and yes to save lives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. Say no to the knives and yes to save lives. Man, them getting killed over a violation. Man, just leave it. Just take the L. Because you're going to kill a guy over something minor. And you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail. You kill a person over a postcode. After that, you can't even live on the postcode. Leave you bleeding out in the road just because you're trying to prove that you're on road. Be afraid to stop until somebody dropping is off their family and parents be sobbing. Now you got people hurting and suffering. People try to dismiss the crime, but it's me, you ain't muffling. People here, they're everywhere dropping like flies just because you want to prove something to you guys. It shocks everyone. You don't know the emotion. Put the knife away. No need for the emotion. I beg you, say no to the knives. I beg you, say no to the knives. I beg you, say no to the knives. Say no to the knives and yes, to save lives. I beg you, say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. Say no to the knives and yes to save lives. Yes, I be for chatting. What's on your name? Is it worth it? One minute your life is going perfect. Next thing you know, you do something that destroys your future. You feel bad straight away. It was brutal. How do you think their family feels? Man, it's so great. Too many chills. And I swear, it messes up everyone's head. Got people wondering if they're dead or they're dead. Whether we're black or whether we're white. We need to be coming together to unite. Whether you're from the fourth or fifth side. I don't want to hear no news about a young kid died. Then you aren't even 16. I haven't seen the light. Don't play with knives because you're playing with life. No slicing guys, no talking spies. If we all had real eyes, would all realize I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the say no to the knives and yes to save lives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the knives. I beg we say no to the say no to the knives and yes to save lives. People starting beef on Instagram live. You might get cost but two rooms will make a right. An argument between two people with the violence. I don't want to always have to see a Russian ambulance and I don't want to hear nothing about a gun. Instead of chasing down people, why not chase money? Blood, sweat, tears and eternal rain, people crying in grief and pain. Wow, Leo, that was absolutely tremendous. I want to say thank you so very much. That really was quite hard hitting. We are heading off to a break, Leo. I want to say congratulations with everything you're doing and you will be performing live at the 22 Seconds to Murder event happening today at Luton Sixth Form. Thank you so very much, Leo. That was absolutely tremendous. That was Leo, and we're heading off to a break, and we're going to be coming back and talking about this with Rosina, who's still in the studio. So um, catch me straight after this. This is Inspire FM, with you 24 hours a day. Inspire. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Assalamu alaikum and a very good morning to you. Thank you for staying with me on the Urban Cube show brought to you on Inspire FM. We're going live and direct from our lovely studios in Luton and we're reaching out to our surrounding areas as well as um, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning on Salam Radio and Link FM as well. I um, want to say a massive big salams to all the parents who are with the children Throughout half term, I know it's this testing time, guys. You can get through it, I promise you. We've been doing it well and we've been doing it for many a year. So you get we're getting better and better at this. So um, on today's show, what I'd like to do is to find out from you guys is um, what uh, you've got planned. Is there anything that you've got planned today or across the week, across Luton, um, that you could kind of share with us? Because, you know, it does get a little bit tricky, especially in this type of weather, which is, it just doesn't make sense. It was sunny on Friday and now it's raining again across Luton. I don't know what the weather is like around your areas, guys. Do do tell us. Um, and I would love to find out what you're up to this morning. Now, on today's show, we are talking about um, 
Art for Social Action, as always. Um, I had the pleasure, just before the break, speaking to a very remarkable young man, Leo Samuda, who's known as Leo Young Lion, and he performed a piece, a rap piece called Blade. This was in light of the increasing levels of knife crime, not just across the country, but also in the heart of our own communities in Luton. And we have had um, the unfortunate experience of hearing and reading about the very, very young lives that have been lost um, through this uh, horrendous, horrendous crime. And Leo is a young man who's taken upon himself to actually try and raise awareness through his own, gen- across his own generation and the la- and the wider generation, the older generation as well, through rap music. And we heard his piece just before the break. Now, if you missed it, you can actually catch it on Facebook Live because we are Facebook Live. And also you can hear it on the repeat of the show. And we also have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, people, we have a podcast that will be um, we will be uploading after the show as well. In the studio with me is Rosina, Rosina Birch. She's joined me after four years, people. She's back in the studio, mashallah. So it's an absolute pleasure having Rosina back. Now, Rosina is um, a matrimonial lawyer, of, for, of around 20 years. She's also a partner in our own um, solicitor's firm. She's a mother of five. Oh, take great pleasure in <laughs> saying that. This is a lady that is like, you know, balancing it all. She is superwoman and she's presently working in Denby High School in support for learning, mentoring young Pakistani and Bangladeshi girls um, and guiding them with their career choices. Rosina, assalamu alaikum and thank you so much for joining me. Wa alaikum salam. Such a pleasure to have you in the studio uh, once again. And um, what I wanted to ask you was, um, you were in the studio, you had an, a chance to kind of listen into Leo's rap mm-hmm. um, Blade yeah. and we got a chance to listen to it. I didn't know what I was expecting. I was, was quite overwhelmed yeah, it was by the actually. intensity of the lyrics mm. and the power. I mean, he's definitely one great word mechanic. Definitely. Um, there was there was passion and conviction and a real sincerity in his words. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a mother, um, as a, a professional, mm-hmm. as a community activist as well, yeah. What were your thoughts on this? Just inspiring. Um, at such a young age, he's so articulate. Mm. Uh, and the fact that he was trying to get his message across, he's taken that responsibility on himself. Um, there's a great deal of people who wouldn't even think of mm. trying to write one verse, let alone how many he did. Very passionate, very um, observant of what he you know, wants to get out there. Um, and obviously it's, it's refreshing as a parent as well. You know, we have between us 11 children. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're all at that age. There's a couple of teenagers there and we will worry about them going out or coming back on an evening from school when, you know, they have, it is dark and you don't know what's around the corner. Um, thankfully, you know, our children are in a position where they're quite sensible, but it doesn't matter. It, they could just get caught up in something that right. totally innocent. Yeah. Uh, and that as a parent, we've got to really worry about that. Um, and as Lutonians, we need to really put the message out there yes. for parents and community leaders to see what they can do, work with their children, educate their children, mm-hmm. um, give them a little bit of insight as to why these things happen. And don't just tell them not to get involved and tell them why and what the consequences are. Yes. Because I don't think anybody realizes the consequences. Um, just carrying a weapon, mm. you know, even if it is for self-protection and self-defense, you can get in a lot of trouble. 
Um, and, you know, if you're stopped and searched uh, and you're found with a bladed article, it can lead to dire con consequences and young people don't realise that it'll be on their record for the rest of their lives. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not a criminal lawyer, but, you know, the, just the basically the, the consequences of having a bladed article or being in such a position that you're found with one, right. whether you intend to use it or not, will have dire consequences mm -hmm. on your future. And I don't think young adults know about that. Um, and it can affect their applications to colleges, their applications to university. So, you know, a moment of madness can just cause too much consequences. You know, you've got education Even here. though they're carrying that knife because they're frightened. Yeah. And, they and he was saying about bullying. Yeah. You know, we don't realise it's not just knives. It can be other articles that they're carrying. Um, but just the intention of using that. Uh, and then, unfortunately, if they do use that, the consequences of it, um, it's wow. shocking. Um, it was very inspiring listening to mm -hmm. Indeed, Leo. Yeah. The reason yeah. being is we we're hearing all this bad press about young people, mm -hmm. that they have no passion, that they're like social media, that's all they're interested in. Social media in. addicts, yeah. Addicts, yeah. that they have no aspirations, mm -hmm. that they have no uh, empathy. Mm -hmm. um, but... Last week, we saw um, a real, the, the whole image of young people completely changed and yeah. turned around. And this was because there was a, um, a, a national, national gathering of young people, um, students really, who are part of a student-led youth strike for climate. Um, and this happened across London, the North and the South. Um, and it was just remarkable to see the number of young people that were engaged in mm. this. However, schools were not happy because some of these absences were unauthorised. But it showed that there was passion and empathy mm -hmm. for an issue like climate change, which is having a massive big impact on our lives. Now, my next guest on the show is a regular voice. I call her an eco-princess pr extraordinaire. <laughs> and the reason why I do that is because she is um, somebody who has such passion for environmental issues and has continued to do so mm -hmm. and hasn't stopped. Um, so I'm really, really excited to um, invite this morning, while she's at work, Zunera Malik. Now, Zunera is a, the Programme Coordinator for Action for Con... Con... Conversation, conservation, not conversation. Cons <laughs> Do you know what? Help me, Rosina. It's a mouthful. Conservation. Thank you, love. <laughs> I need to have those moments. Um, a charity dedicated to bring nature into the lives of all young people and empowering them to take action on key environmental issues. She works closely with young people across the UK. And she's also somebody who I really admire. And she actually, believe it or not, participated in the student-led youth strike for climate in Bristol, um, which where a number of students walked out of school and called for politicians to declare a national climate emergency and take action. Assalamu alaikum, Zanera. Waalaikum <laughs> assalam. It was really amusing to hear you introduce me. <laughs> How are you this morning? I am great. How are you? I'm very, very well. Um, have you got your wellies on? 
Um, I'm in the office today. <laughs> but you can still um, wear your wellies, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> this is the image I have of Zanera. Everywhere she goes, she's like, you know, got her eco Mac on uh, and her wellies. But no, there's more to being an environmentalist than Wellington yes. boots. Now, um, exactly. this morning uh, we were talking about uh, young people and we had the pleasure of speaking to Leo, who is a young person trying to create that change through rap music and raising awareness. And it was so refreshing to see a young person taking that initiative. And once again, last week, we see another group of young people across the town, across, not the town, but across the country, doing the same thing, fighting for what they believe in is right, and that's climate change. Um, Zanera, you were were participating Mm -hmm. at the Bristol student-led march. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, so... um we actually had a workshop um, booked in on Friday, um, last Friday, when the march and um, so the strike took place. So I work um, with young people across the UK um, in secondary schools and on camps and things um, to sort of talk about environmental issues and empower them to take action on things that they're passionate about. Um, so actually, we had some workshops booked in on Friday, um, but we actually found out that some of the students we were working with um, were planning to strike. Um, so what Love we did, it. I shouldn't <laughs> say that, should I? I'm like, that is just so cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's really cool. And actually, so what we did is we decided to attend um, to observe, you know, what young people have decided to do and mm. to kind of see the atmosphere and the vibe um, and see the young people taking action um, in a way that they want to take action, which was really, really inspiring. Um, so, yeah, we were in Bristol, but these strikes were taking place um, across the country. And I think there was around 10,000 students um, wow. across the country that took part. Yeah. Oh, my um, gosh. So really, really interesting. Um, and these are all student-led strikes. So these are strikes that um, students have, like, plans themselves, um, students from primary school, secondary schools, college, university, um, and they've all come out. Even the little ones, kind of primary school? Yeah. That is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they no, ever thought really they were having cute. a day off, Zanera, or did they actually know why they were mm. out there? Because they thought, oh, it's a day off school and we could do a lot of screaming mm. and shouting. That's what young people like, right? <laughs> um, you would think that, but actually, you know, attending the march, um, I keep saying march, sorry, attending the strike, um, it was really interesting to see how um, sort of uh, clued up um, and educated young people were on the issues of climate change. So right. their placards had things like scientific facts on them, um, and they had sort of real political messages, um, you know, that they were trying to send out. And from speaking to them and seeing what they were marching, um, what they were calling for, it showed a real knowledge behind the strike. So I don't think it was just something, you know, oh, we're going out to, like, miss school. It was actually a real change that, that they were demanding. Um, so where really did this change... Um, sorry, I cut you out there. Um, yeah. What has sparked this? Because climate change, the issue of climate change, mm. has been is it seems to be coming to the fore now. We're mm. seeing a lot more um, policy change happening in the way we are recycling, um, or so you know the the banning of plastic and 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 straws, so forth, and is is now coming is 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 being made more apparent. But there is also this thing about MPs uh, still need to stamp down on it a little bit more. Mm. But the young... Mm. Sorry, sorry, I'll let you carry on. So the question I have is, what's happened? I mean, this has always existed, but why now? Um, I think with 
with sort of young people learning about these issues in school um, and actually a lot of young people being um, interested um, in the politics, um, we're, we're learning that um, young people are demanding um, for more, you know, for, for, for bigger change, for, for politicians to stand up and actually take action on these issues. Um, and there was, a, there was a strong focus on um, young people um, saying that, look, there's not enough time. There was a recent wow. UN report actually saying that we have 12 years um, to cut our emissions, global emissions, by half um, to avoid climate catastrophe. And there was a big, there was a message, you know, this was evident in what young people were calling for. They were saying, we've got 12 years um, and we're not, we're not doing enough. Um, we decide, you know, we, we said we will, but actually every year our emissions are increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this is our future and you have a responsibility um, to do something. Wow. You know, strong focus um, on that and actually them being aware on the, you know, about the climate reports um, shows the dedication that they have um, and the real worry they have for their future. Now, this was 10,000 students that striked um, at this event. Now, could you just, mm. can you just differentiate a strike and a march? Mm. They were marching, but it was also a strike. So what's, uh, uh, for listeners who aren't, aren't familiar of what the difference is between the two? Yeah, so um, it was actually a planned strike, um, not a march as such. I think mm. some areas may have ended up marching, but mm. the, the plan was to, um, you know, not go into school that day um, to make a stand uh, for their future. So young people were saying, what is the point of going to school and learning um, when we might not even have a future? And there was wow. that mm. sort of urgency. And, um, yeah, it's just it's quite powerful, actually, for them to say, look, we care about our future, but what's the point of going to school if, you know, no one's doing anything about protecting our future? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, you know, it's really inspiring to see young people actually take a stand. And, we, you know, we saw a lot of politicians come out and support the strike too, um, which was great, you know, to show for them saying that, you know, this is really inspiring to see young people mm-hmm. um, take control and take action for their future in the way they, that they are. Wow. Folks, if you've just caught the show, it's 10.45, Monday, 18th of February, and you're listening to me, Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on the Urban Cube Show, brought to you on Inspire FM. This morning, I'm joined by a wealth of guests, including um, Zanera Malik. Now, Zanera Malik is a local lady who is really making her mark in the world of uh, climate change and environmental issues. Now, Zanera is speaking to me exclusively about her experience of a attending a a youth strike for climate, um, which was a youth strike that happened across the country and with a a number of, well, not a number, 10,000 young people, primary school age to, I think, college age, Mm -hmm. um, walking the streets of their town to kind of create that change, that very much needed change. And one of the reasons is because in twelve, it's going in, in the next twelve years. The emissions are going to be so severe that there is possibly going to have a catastrophic. Cast, I can't even say that word. Catastrophic. <laughs> That's the word. That's the word. Impact on um, the environment. You know what, Rosina? There was a reason why I have you I'm on the show. That's the reason, folks. That is a reason. Any word with C can't say it this morning with three syllables. It's just not going to happen. Um, I can say cat. That'll do. Yeah, it's like... I'll do the rest. (laughs) Um, Zanera is sharing her experience this morning, um, which is absolutely tremendous. And you know what? I'm 
So, so delighted that she um, is on the show. It is half term, folks. Um, and hopefully Zanera might give us a few tips on what to do uh, to upcycle, <laughs> recycle, make our environment a little bit more, um, you know, sustainable, as well as um, getting young people involved with some of the mm. stuff you do for action for conservation. I said the word so right. did it. Zanera, <laughs> <laughs> so action for conservation. Tell us more. And so we are a really exciting young charity that works across the UK um, with young people from the ages of 12 to 18. Um, And what we do is actually work really closely with young people, um, discussing environmental issues in a way that's relatable to them. Um, Because often the the language around climate change and environment and conservation can be quite... um, maybe polarising to some community groups or maybe not as relevant. Um, So we explore sort of conservation through their values. And, you know, like Leo um, creating this amazing rap, um, you know, we work with young people like like him um, across the country who are using rap music and social media um, and, you know, creating animations and gaming um, to kind of raise awareness about these issues and take action in their own way. Um, So, yeah, it's really exciting. It's like a new era of change um, that's being created um, and led by young people. That's why this this strike is, you know, it's really exciting because it, it's led by them mm-hmm. um, and it's them deciding, you know, this is the way we want to take action. Yeah. Um, and how yeah. do they want to take action, though, Zanera? What is it that they're demanding? Because, you know, um, mm. placards, they've got the messages on there, mm. but is anybody going to take notice of them? Um. I hope so. I think they have um, so far. In the, you know, there's been lots of positivity, positivity surrounding um, the strike, and hopefully the moment, momentum continues. There is another planned strike um, on 15th of March, um, and this is more like a global youth-led um, strike, which is really, again, really exciting because it shows that you know young people aren't going to just stop at one action that they've done. They actually are serious about creating change. Um, and what's really interesting is actually, you know, we work in, in schools um, and a lot of young people are motivated um, to do stuff. Um, and it's just about finding those tools. And there's been a huge sort of focus on, you know, systemic change, which I thought a lot at, um, a lot of at the strike. So they, they are calling for, like, change um, in the system, which is really interesting. It's really exciting to see that young people are taking these issues, like, you know, to, you know, on the next level, um, mm. and realizing how um, how important that you know this is to them. Wow, wow, Rosina, listening to Zanera, mm-hmm. who's given us first hand um, experience of being at this this strike. Mm-hmm. I mean, as yeah. as a woman who is a professional who's been in you know working in the legal mm-hmm. uh, profession for over twenty years, and and now mentoring young people, mm-hmm. listening to that, how does it make you feel? Well. It, it's excellent work. It, uh, we as a community can be quite dismissive mm-hmm. um, in relation to uh, sort of environment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I was totally unaware of this whole mm-hmm. protest. Um, and unfortunately, you know, if we'd have known, um, if it was made maybe more public, right. uh, maybe, you know, the schools might have been more willing to yeah. participate. Of course. So why do you think that was the case in era? Some schools knew about it, others didn't. And I just want to point out that Rosina um, is a mentor for young girls at yeah. Denby School. And I, is that the school that you went to as well, Zanera? 
yeah, we're growing, so it's an exciting time. Fantastic. Zanera, thank you so very much for joining me this morning. I do understand you're at work um, and it's an absolute pleasure having you join the show and keeping us updated with all the climate news yeah. around uh, the country. Yes, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me on again. <laughs> always, always. Take care, my dear. Have a wonderful day. That was Zanera Malik talking to us about her experience as part of the student-led youth strike for climate, um, which she participated in Bristol, which had over 10,000 young people from primary school age, wow, uh, marching in demonstration and in solidarity and making politicians um, listen to what they had to say in regards to climate change. Now, we are heading off to a break. And after the break, I'm still joined by the very fabulous Rosina. And we're going to be finding out about a story which has had Indian couples um, inviting people online to attend and their wedding just random guests come and have the experience assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz and you're listening to an inspire fm podcast catch a creative vibe on the urban cube with sister shamiza Good morning, good morning, good morning, and assalamu alaikum. It is 11 o'clock, Monday, 18th of February, and you're listening to me, Shamiza, taking all the way up to 12 o'clock on the final half an hour of the Urban Cube show brought to you on Inspire FM. We're going out to the lovely people around Luton surrounding areas and Peterborough and Sheffield this morning on the sister stations taking the show. Um, It is half term. Yes, it is, people. If you hadn't worked that out, the streets are quiet in the morning. It's so awesome to drive. It's absolutely fantastic getting to work and not having to be stuck in traffic. And then you have roadworks. Oh, my goodness. It took me a good, good 20 minutes to get down Dallow Road to get to the studio this morning. But I'm here and I'm not alone. We have had the first hour, which went by super, super quickly. Um, A really, really inspiring uh, first hour, which was motivated and led by by young young people taking the lead in issues that matter to them from social issues, um, environmental issues and issues such as knife crime, which is really, really great, greatly impacting um, not just young people, but just all, everyone. An event today to kind of highlight and raise awareness of the... Oh, this, this horrendous, horrendous, horrendous... I'm going to call it an epidemic. Mm-hmm across not just our town but across the country as well of knife crime um it's an event which is open to all um if you haven't got an environment event bright ticket you actually uh, halima the lady behind this event did say you can actually drop by you've got artists such as farah subhan showcasing uh specialized a, commi- a commissioned piece really um on knife crime she's a pop uh, she's an islamic pop artist mm-hmm. tremendous i've seen the piece it's phenomenal mm-hmm. we've also got um leo who samuda is known as leo young lion he's a young lad from a local school 15 years of age and he is performing a rap called blade we've had the pleasure of him performing live on the show today which gave me goosebumps Mm -hmm. it was so well Mm -hmm. versed um a very very poignant uh articulation of the impact knife crime is having um on young people and those words were so powerful so that's somebody somebody that i think you need to keep your ear out for he's a local lad leo samuda 
um, a local rap artist, and he kind of talked about how you know there is obviously um, a rap has a, a, a kind of a negative connotation, negative mm-hmm. um, reputation about however there is good rap and there's bad rap, and it's really it's words, it's how you manipulate those words, um, and he's using them for the betterment of um, for society, mashallah. And then we had like Zanera talking to us about a climate change event, a strike. A student-led youth strike that she participated in. Um, in the studio with me, um, I'm, I have the absolute pleasure of having no other than Rosina Butt. Um, Rosina, mashallah, joined me around four years ago. Goodness me, um, she brought in a tray of she brought in food. a tray of food. <laughs> I still haven't returned the tray back to her. Um, you know, I had it on the side. I'm like, Rosina, I need to give you this tray back. You know, uh, but when Mum's on the run, unfortunately, yeah. balancing so many different different trays do you like how i did that not plates but trays <laughs> and your tray is full full, full. Uh, rosina is a matrimonial lawyer partner in her own firm mother of five children presently working in denby high school in support for learning and mentoring young pakistani and bengali girls in high schools guiding them with career choices Assalamu alaikum, Rosina. Assalamualaikum, Islam. Um, thank you so very much for staying with me. I hope we haven't bored you. Nope. It's been amazing. Just the young generation today have just reconfirmed my sort of positivity about children now. Well, when I say children, but young adults nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's actually reassuring that these people are taking such a big step yes. in our environment, in society, mm-hmm. such big subjects and yes. they're taking them on mm-hmm. um and that that can be only positive and hopefully you'll have an influence on other people inshallah to do the same inshallah inshallah yeah. and it's uh, with confidence and articulation yeah. as well and it's sort of enabling them to have that platform mm-hmm. now leo is a young lad only 15 years of age but mashallah he's been given that platform yeah. um at this very big event happening at luton sixth form and um zanera um another very remarkable young lady mm-hmm. um and zanera said something quite interesting She's, uh, you know, which I picked up and I knew of, and then uh-huh. I mentioned it to you. The fact that she didn't go to university, yeah, but she's still doing tremendously well without, Definitely. without, you know, going through the what we assume as being the um, the best path for a pathway to a career of mm-hmm. your choice. Um, and she found it through yeah. just randomly the her passion for the environment, yeah. and and she followed her heart, and she's and she also attended Luther Sixth Form College, yeah. Um, you know, somebody who is a professional yourself and mentoring young people, um, you must come across a lot of students who may not want to go to university or don't, are too young to understand what they want in life. And how do you inspire them and motivate them? To be honest with you, Shemaiza, I'm working mainly with year eight girls. So they're year 12, um, mm-hmm. 12 11 and 12. Um, and to be honest with you, they are very young. Mm-hmm. But I think if you see, sow the seed of inspiration in them and aspire them right you know as a mother of five i've got a a son in year eight as well it actually makes you feel like you need to prepare them for what's coming ahead because when they get into the education system it's all about getting their gcse's Mm -hmm. and obviously that is the most important thing for them but they've got to look at above and beyond right so whether they go to six form college whether they go to do an apprenticeship they've got to be well grounded right human 
beings as well. Interesting. Uh, and they've got to understand that education is everything. Yeah. And, you you know, we, we as parents, we always encourage our children to go to, you know, university because we know that once you've got an education, nobody can take that away from you. Right. And that's what both my parents instilled in us six as children, mm -hmm. as my, in my siblings, I'm the youngest of six. Uh, and they would say, you know, just get your education because you have so many opportunities in this country that you should take. Because right. obviously if you come, come from South Asia and you're in Pakistan and you don't have that opportunity there. And our parents did so much when they came here to settle us in um, that, Take, not taking that opportunity would be just such a waste. Mm. And that's but what... The, but there are some people who don't take that opportunity They don't still. take that opportunity still. And uh, whether you do go to university or not, I don't think that should be your goal. What your goal should be is you should be a well-grounded, round, rounded person as well. Mm -hmm. So understanding your education, but understanding community and understand how you can put back into that community. Right. Um, so where do you learn these skill sets from, though? Because, you know, um, it's so easy for us to say because we, we're at the end of yeah, that journey. We, we're on the We've, end, yeah. We're, you know, and we can instill this in our children. And mm -hmm. as you said, um, there's 11 kids yeah. we have all together. We have a little army. <laughs> a little army. And yeah. we can share that. Yeah. Um, because, uh, but what do you say we're, to somebody? We're lucky because we've always had that opportunity right. and yeah. we've got our education. And so we can, you know, we can take a little bit of the, the high ground and say, no, education. Right is everything but not every family comes from an environment where you have a role model uh -huh. um, and I think it is all about role models and getting guests to come in to speak right. to those children to right. inspire them and local people to come in homegrown products right. uh, you know like Zanera who used just obviously a den girl I've just found out now um, um, and how did you find that out because somebody contacted uh, you another TA Maisha Ahmed <laughs> said you know is that Zanaria and I went to school with her and I was like oh my god such a small world yeah. but it just shows that these people have got a voice right. whether they went to university or not she's found her voice and now she's pushing that voice forward and you know it, she's so articulate um, and if she can go and just change one child in any school, whether it's Denby or whether it's another school, mm -hmm. just to have a positive effect on that child. Yes. You know, uh, as a parent, and as a, I'm hoping to be a role model for these girls or boys, Marshall. you just want to have an effect on them, yeah. a positive effect. And show them a real person, somebody yeah. they can relate to, somebody who's who looks like them, yeah. who's from their town. Who understands their background. Yes. Uh, and I was never a grade A student. I was always an average student. And sometimes you find in our community the, the top-end students always get a lot of, mm. you know, backing and... Right the ones who have got special needs certain children that I work with have certain needs. Mm. It's just the middle, the average, right. so-called average student does get left behind sometimes and I think they need a little bit of a push. Yeah. Um, and it's not an intentional thing. It's just the sheer fact that if they don't find their voice, they can just sort of go through life just sort of avoiding. Plodding yeah, along. Yeah, plodding and, along. And I'm really glad you raised the, that point about the average student doesn't really get a look in. I do think there is a divide mm -hmm. um, academically where yeah. the extremely bright ones or the ones that are not um, as able yeah. get that support. But the middle lot are always left yeah. to just get on with what and they it's need up to, to get. Them, it's not right. It's up to them individually and oh. their parents or their role models if they've got aunties, uncles, you know, older right. siblings to push them through. Mm -hmm. um, I only went to university because my elder brother was uh, a barrister mm -hmm. and mashallah now he's a QC, oh, you wow. know, and he's a judge. So that inspired me when I was younger. He was at university. I think I want to do that. You know, I've got but you were very lucky 
extremely lucky mashallah because not many families have that yeah he's um, the um academic second opportunity muslim um qc just outside of london uh, and that's quite that's tremendous amazing but why do we not know about him in the press yeah. well why? he has a, a lot of press up north but not down south no, because to know that. yeah and, and, and what's your name of your brother it's Let's plug tahir, khan. tahir khan tahir khan <laughs> uh, mashallah tahir is you know he's been my inspiration from day one so you called him tahir and then you went tahir, tahir what's khan. all that about <laughs> we Come don't on, we, sister. we usually call tahir, him tahir, tahir. Tahir. <laughs> but yeah he's you know mashallah he's got uh, three children all of them doing well mm. Um, and he, it really helps if you've got one person who can say, you know what, my dad owned a corner shop. Okay. You know, when he came to this country, right. he worked for BSM, he had an education behind him, right. but he did the traditional uh, owning a corner shop. And yeah. then, you know, we used to live above the corner shop. You know, we were all bought up on our dads. And then he, he had a restaurant and then really found... So he grafted from grafted the beginning. For, and then from the 70s, 1974, he had a really amazing business. Mm-hmm. And mashallah, he was, he had retired by 40. And you what? can't, yeah, and Who you can't say that. at 40? But, you know, he was... He was he worked and slogged from 1959 to about sort of 1980, wow. 82. Uh, and alhamdulillah, you know, it paid off. That is amazing. Um, because if we look at time now, I mean, we are working longer hours. You know, back in the day, it was like you could work 40, yeah. 40 hours and then yeah. you'd, you'd have a comfortable pension. Yeah. But now we're having to work extensively beyond 40 yeah, hours. And we still don't know if we've got a pension. Yeah, to, and we don't know what, what's coming yeah. ahead. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, we as a family, alhamdulillah, you know, we come from very sort of um, modest backgrounds and, you know, it's worked. It's worked for us. Mashallah. Um, so what's the key thing then? Is it um, the fact that your father was quite open and committed to making sure that the, your children, even the daughters, because there mm-hmm. were seven of you. Six of us. Six of you, mashallah. Um, I've got a sister who's a GP, uh, myself, obviously a lawyer. My, one of my sisters is um, a teacher. Uh, my brother's a chemist and I've got a brother who's um, a QC. But we all followed suit because we knew if we wanted to do well in life, right. we needed our education. Okay. And it was the traditional, either you want to be a lawyer or a doctor. Right, right. Um, and alhamdulillah, we did it, you yeah. know, and it, there was no, there was nobody forced us to do this. Uh-huh. It's just that we thought, you know, if we do this, our lives will be better. Mashallah. Um, and it was just constant. And we, you know, my mother was, uh, bless her, she's been gone nine years now but she just installed a lot of faith behind us as well you know it was all about just being very grateful for what you have Mm -hmm. um, and always appreciating what you have and always providing for those who don't have anything Mm -hmm. and I think uh, we've all done well for ourselves and you know we always have that connection with our families our roots you know Pakistan um, and, and because you're very traditional in your outset as well, definitely, um, yeah. You know your lifestyle. You're very quite humble, and this is humble, you know I, yeah. I, I'm gonna from what I know of you, Rosina, mashallah, mm-hmm. very very um, about your family. Your family or they're, your world, your world, my priority. your in-laws, your yeah. you know your, yeah. you look after them as well, yeah. and you're constantly. I don't know how you manage this. What advice could you give to somebody because? You have a lot. You do a lot. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, Shmaiza, we've always been like that. Okay. You know, my family have. Always, my mum was always a grafter. Okay. Uh, and I think she's. I, w- I would say to my sisters, and I have three, and I say, if we were ten percent of what mum 
was in her lifestyle, we would be happy. Um, And having children who respect their community and their family mm-hmm. and will do anything for their mm. their community i mm. think that's enough because you just need one or two people right. in that community to push forward uh-huh. i've be i've taken a, a, a back step for about 14 15 years because right. you know bringing it, up the children bringing up the children and mm. now i feel it's my time to mm-hmm. give these girls okay. my time and it, boys as well and i'm you know i'm just a ta at a, a, a local school but i'm hoping that my input will inspire them. And I've seen it. And I've only been working as a TA for about 17, 18 weeks. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and, and it's made me more positive about what I'm doing now that I've done okay. in the last 20 years as a solicitor because I me. know I'm having, hopefully, inshallah, I'm having a good effect on these okay. girls. And um, what impact are you having on them? And what are you seeing that needs to be changed? It's, it's such a short period of time. I mean, like I've said, I've only been there five months. I've only been there five months. Okay. And... Um, when it comes to my colleagues, you know, we're all, we all work very closely with these girls and boys. And we try to just give them that element that you've got three years of education, four years of education ahead of you. What you need to do is leave this place with the best results you possibly can. And as you know, Denby is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be able to understand how important it is to be a value member of the community as well. Okay. Um, so when they go to Sixth Form College, whether they're doing an apprenticeship, whether they're doing A-levels, BTECs, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But whatever you do, always remember about your family and okay. the community that you serve. Wow. And, and you have to think about your community as a whole. Because and that gives them humility and more of a broader yeah. awareness. Could I then ask you, you know, you come from a generation, you know, we're similar in age, mashallah, yeah. and it was tough back in the day because a lot of our parents were just discovering mm-hmm. their place in yep. British society. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were learning things about themselves, were learning about, you know, being parents and, and, and just, you know, pathways of, mm-hmm. of life. Now, this new generation that has been brought up and, and born mm-hmm. in this country. I was born in here, this country, so were you. Yeah. But yep. Um, are you seeing a difference with the parenting <laughs> skills? Has it improved? To be are honest we with seeing you, younger people with more aspirations? Is it refreshing? Sometimes you, you find people who are very, very driven. Okay. But then you find those who just think, you know, it's all about social media. I, I just want to get rich quick. Okay. Uh, and that's so disheartening because it is really disheartening when you see certain individuals who think, well, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to blog and I'm going to, you know, just take the easy route out. There is no easy route. So blogging is the aspiration yeah, that a lot uh, of the young you know, people being, have. Being, you know, makeup artist, we, we both know. A more. A more, but we know a very successful Simon Kieran. Obviously, she's my cousin, and I you love know, Simon Kieran. She's done so much, tremendous, so much for health. But she's worked since she was sixteen. Wow! And now she's coming up to forty. So she's worked a good twenty years. And she's an international makeup artist. She's now an international makeup artist, and I had her come in to um, awesome. uh, as an aspirant, you know, speaker and. They were like, oh, well, can we just not do this? Can we not just do a shortcut? And she's like, I was like, no, you've been going to work for a good 25 years before you do right. clients like Shahid Kapoor and those sort of Bollywood actors. Okay. It doesn't come overnight. Yes. It comes with hard work. And networking and good communication networking. skills and integrity with of work. And actually doing a lot of voluntary work. Because right. nowadays there's no such thing. And in our time, you know, when I sound so old now, but when I was studying at uh, Luton University, I worked at the law centre on a voluntary basis right. just for the extra uh-huh. career 
everything on your CV that counts. Yeah. There isn't that anymore. There's no voluntary work there. There's no community sort of coercion. You know, it's all about, will we get paid? Oh, Okay. And that's what I find a little bit disheartening. So should the schools take more responsibility in making sure that there are more engagement with wider communities to provide volunteer work experience? Because they used to have two weeks of work experience, but I think that's been cut out now. We've, we do have, in our school okay. we still have it, and it's okay. the beginning at year 11 and it's a week. Um, and in our day it was two weeks. Mm. Um, but I think it can get a little bit, um, the schools are all about, basically getting good grades and right. hopefully not allowing their children to fall behind uh, and schools are under a lot of pressure to ensure that okay as well mm. but i think what we do need to do as parents are in half term make sure our children can do things like go down to the Luton food bank you know those Wonderful. sort of those sort of community led yes. charities we need to do a lot more of so um you've raised a wonderful point there it is half term folks and if you are struggling to get your children active and out and about mm. well maybe that's an area that you could kind of get them engaged with the Luton yeah. food bank who are always looking for support and volunteers now half term is a time when a lot of families do struggle mm-hmm. um and and struggle because children are off school and that reliable meal, that hot meal that they get as uh, uh, with mm-hmm. with uh, free school meals is not possible when yep. they're off. So the food bank is their first port of call. And we, d- we have seen statistics suggesting and there's great evidence that um, holiday times are when there's a real demand for increase in food mm-hmm. parcels. Um, so please do, if you are wanting to... G- Give something um, in the form of Sadhguru or charity. Please do think about the Luton Food Bank. Do connect with them. We'll find out how you can do that. Um, maybe prep some voluntary work for your children um, or get involved yourself. And um, and also massive big congratulations to Inspire FM because I think they handed over the cheque. I think it was over £10,000 wow. for the winter warm campaign I'm and sure. making, sure no, making sure no child mm-hmm. or no person goes hungry across the, um, Luton. Now, uh, I will be speaking to Selma um, Salma Khan, who is the coordinator uh, for fundraising and uh, projects. She does so much. Mm-hmm. Another mother from Luton, another mm-hmm. inspiring person that I think you could yeah. connect with. And she'll be talking about a new campaign that they're running to uh, to kind of support the food bank. Now, folks, if you're listening to the show, it is at the Urban Cube with me, Shamiza, taking you all the way to 12 o'clock. It is 11.21. <laughs> We've had Leo Samuda, a uh, rapper, a local rapper who's been talking to us about his views on the rise and increasing impact knife crime is having on the younger generation and is performing at the 22 Seconds of Murder event organised by Halima Ali at Luton's Sixth Form from 12 till 6 this today, actually. Mm-hmm. Also spoke to Zanira Malik as she spoke to me about why she attended the student-led youth strike for climate in Bristol, where a large number of students walked out of school and called for politicians to declare a national climate emergency and to take action. She's a local eco-warrior. That's how I describe her. And she's also the programme coordinator for Action for Conservation. In the studio right now, I am joined by no other than um, Rosina Butt. She's a matrimonial lawyer uh, for over 20 years. She's also a partner in her own firm. She's a m- mother of five children, martial arts, and she's presently working in Denby High School in support for learning. But most... Uh, significant is the fact that she's mentoring young Pakistani and Bangladeshi girls in high school, guiding them with their career 
choices. Now, if you want to connect with any of the guests, please do get in touch with us on 07779481822. You can WhatsApp us. We are on Facebook Live. Um, and I understand, Rosina, you've been watched by your children because it's half term and they're kids. watching you. <laughs> Who are we saying hello to? Zuleka, Abdullah, Subhan, Hashim, and Musa. So Mashallah. Hopefully, they will be ecstatic with the sheer fact that I mentioned them on the radio. Can we wave to them? On- <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> awesome and you've got your colleagues listening in yes. as well so who are we giving a we've shout out Maisha, to hopefully Maisha Ahmed and I think Rosina as well um I didn't really tell very many people. I just got here. But I know it's going to spread now. But Wonderful. yeah, Maisha went to school with Zanera. Uh-huh. Um, and it's amazing how, you know, everybody knows everybody here, don't they? Fantastic. <laughs> it is. We are, we, you know, we're family across yeah, we Luton. Are. We know everybody else. <laughs> um, on today's show, we're also catching up with the trending news stories as as well and I always talk about national days and it's actually national random act of kindness day so we've also got national almond day and national do a grouch a favor day there's so many I can't keep up Rosina do you know what I just want to have a national just chill just chill day I just want to go national to sleep no, no day no day I want a national day that kids clean up the house day oh, that'd be fantastic you know but it's half term it's not going to happen it's not going to your house is not going to be clean for another week oh I like, can't see mine that is happening. like <laughs> until they leave when you're leaving and they're kids. not leaving oh, they're my not God. leaving no, I love them. I love them. Why well, I wanted to ask you guys, if you're a parent at home because um, you've got half time, half term with the children, do you have some, kind of like an endearing term to call your children? I call mine the blobs. And it I, makes people um, laugh. Why, the blobs. Why just, the blobs. Because it's just like, that's what they are. They are. They are. I, I have now forgotten all their names. <laughs> And just number them because by the time I'm, I call, if I'm calling one of them and I'm just, just the wrong name and they, they know who they are because they're there uh, and they're like, just to give up mum. And I was yeah, like, okay, that's like, fine. You know yeah. who you are, just get yeah. here. <laughs> what's it like when you're actually having to give their date of birth when you go in and fill out a form? So I have two children who share the same m- month, yeah, actually I've got that as 11th well. and the 13th of July. Oh. So I'm always getting them mixed up and okay. sort of have to realise that I need to remember. I'm, I don't think my husband knows their date of births anymore. <laughs> I think he's just given up. up. He's up. like, just let her do it. Um, <laughs> but it is really hard when you've got to fill in all these forms. <gasps> and you just sort of sit there thinking, how many years have I been married? And then I work my way back. <laughs> and mashallah, you know, you've had a beautiful marriage and you're, um, you know, may that continue you may always be blessed but you work with your husband as well as your partner in the same yeah. firm like, how do you do that when do you get like time out I think it's just reassuring that he knows that I'm a, a family lawyer and okay. he won't mess about with me ah so so interesting we'll be catching up with the secrets <laughs> of the trade and a fabulous marriage life um, straight after the break because I'm also going to be talking to um, Rosina about an interesting article that I read where an Indian Indian couples are actually inviting people mm to come and attend their <laughs> wedding. They're giving tickets to people to attend their weddings Amazing. in India. How crazy, but how mm. awesome is I know. that? I'm quite intrigued by that. Um, and also going to be talking to her about... Um, um, what else are we going to be talking about? A British accents. Oh. Peppa Pig is being blamed by American parents for encouraging British accents. <laughs> From the heart of Bedfordshire in Luton, this is Inspire FM. a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Hello, 
and good morning to you. It is 11.30 Monday, 18th of February, and I'm Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on the Urban Cube Show, where we're having quirky conversations, catching up with the trending news stories and talking everything from art, creativity, motherhood, and anything else you'd like to add into the mix. It's all happening on the show this morning. I have had the great pleasure of having two tremendous guests over the phone this morning, Zanera Malik and Leo Samuda. You can actually find out about what they were talking about on the repeat of the show, which is 8pm this evening, plus the podcast. Yes, we are now rolling out podcasts on a quirky little like little um, blurb thingy and I'm just getting super excited about that because it makes me seem so professional we're so professional here um, still in conversation with the very fantastic Rosina but she's in the studio now and I hear that she's smashing it she's getting lots of <laughs> lots of her lovely followers they're um, too kind too kind <laughs> um, listening into the show so Hello, love. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. We're still here. I like how you go northern. I know, because I am. <laughs> do you know what? I'm a little bit, I'm a northern lass. I love my northern roots. And, yeah. you know, you give me that homely, homely feeling. Northern feeling. Yeah, northern <laughs> feeling. It's all good, but the weather's a little bit. I know, rubbish. Actually, it was really lovely in Bradford. Was it? She stayed there a couple more days. It oh. was so sunny and fresh. Oh, lovely. Just the air yeah. is just, oh my bit, God. Bit cleaner. Yeah. Around there. Mm. And you are a northern lass yourself. Bradfordian. Bradfordian. Yep. And um, right, I'm going to do accent. I no, do that's accent like now. Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop. I'm going to have complaints. I'm going to, people will understand a word Irish. of hysteria. Yeah. She doesn't sound she doesn't northern. She doesn't sound northern, no. Um, but you, you see, you know, Bradford, like Luton, gets slapped left, right, and centre with so much negativity. So but much Bradford negativity. is super, super doing awesomely well mm-hmm. as a, a hub of cultural creativity. Definitely, yeah. You know, the Bradford literature festival really was phenomenal won loads of awards and there's so much more going on in that city now as somebody from bradford um when people say you're from bradford when you hear about bradford um how does it make you feel do you get a little bit sort of you know um a little bit defensive or would you agree with some of the comments that are being made about the city being not just just being a bit airy Emmy, the problem about Emmy, when I came I to Luton, I used that word live on radio. But the thing is, when you come to Luton, um, and I studied here in '94, right. okay, uh, it was Luton University at the uh-huh. time. Um, I could not believe how different it was to Bradford. Okay, um, it was just, you know, I'm not going to say it was backwards or anything. It was just very different. Okay. Um, and by the time I graduated in '97, and then I got married in '99. I uh, moved back here in about 2003. Right. Um, it has changed in the last 10 mm-hmm. to 15 years, but it's because we forget it's a town mm-hmm. and Bradford's a city, there's a massive that, difference. And people seem to fail to recognise yeah. that. Why are you comparing the rest Far of the from, country yeah. when we're a town Tiny and little it's town, town yeah. and it's a town and it's done tremendously well for mm-hmm. a, the town it is. Yeah, it does. Um, and, uh, yeah, moving on. But it's just that the negativity that we get, you know, in, in my day when I was at university, there was something called the Bradford Riots. Right. Um, and uh, the stick I got when I was at university, you're going back to Bradistan and, you know, there's mm. so much going, it was so negative. Mm. Um, but now, like you said, there's so many different parts of Bradford, like there is in Luton. There's so many different yes. parts to us. And Luton gets such a bad press right uh, and it's such a shame because we've got so many articulate intelligent people here um you know two of pe- two of them we've we've heard from today yes. um and there's Tremendous. so much more to luton mm. uh, and 
hence me giving up mainly my legal profession to work in a school with you know, the next generation, hopefully. And without, to enlighten them of what there is here in to the To push town. them, push them forward and say, this is, is available for you. You can do anything you actually want. Right. Uh, and I've had so many inspiring guests that have come to school, done a few talks. And, you know, they're not the most, in, you know, they're not the high-end intelligent people. They're just the average student at school who did amazingly well because they had that belief in themselves. Okay, now you said high-end intelligent people. That sounded so wrong. Uh, that, that, <laughs> You're going to get sued, darling. <laughs> but you know, uh, at the end of the day, just normal yeah. people from humble. their so humble, normal people from their sort of society who, right. who've learned mm-hmm. that, you know, a little bit of hard work will pay right. off. And yes. I think it's just small steps. Small steps. Small steps. Um, um, to the bigger you know, goal. goal. Yeah. Um, thank you, because I didn't know what to put in there, but I'm so <laughs> glad you're here. Folks, if you've just tuned in, it's 11.35 with me, Shamiza and Rosina, my wonderful guest this morning, who is a matrimonial lawyer for over 20 years. She's a partner in her own firm with a hubby, which who's also a radio presenter on Nadeem. Inspire. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Probably won't be listening. He's in court at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> Bless. And you're a mother of five as well. She's a mother of five. It is half term, guys. Um, and it'd be wonderful to find out what you've got planned for your children. If there's any activities that are happening that um, you might want to share with us, that'd be awesome. Um, now, Rosina did mention something um, that you might possibly want to do, and that is actually Luton Food Bank. You know, mm-hmm. um, take some, take your children down there Definitely. to a local a food bank point, donate some food um, and, and sort of educate them about that um, just the art of giving. It is a National Random Acts of Kindness Day, so mm-hmm. that kind of falls in quite nicely well, with yeah. that. We've also got National Almond Day. Now, National Almond Day, as a thisy parent, I think it works quite well, especially considering a lot of us are going to have to kind of top it up when it comes to our kids revising for their exams. Because Leo was talking about revision, he's yeah. got mocks coming up, his main exam's coming up, he's a 15-year-old that was a uh, guest on the show earlier on, and you have a 15-year-old that's going to lessons in half term. He's at school at the moment, actually. Yeah, um, revising and for I've exams. And I've got a, um, an 18-year-old doing her A-levels, oh, wow. mashallah. So, so it's as a stressful a parent, year. Yeah, as a parent with two very poignant, significant exam points in two different areas, yeah. you've got the GCSEs and you've got the A-levels. Mm-hmm. How do you manage their stress levels, your own stress levels, um, diet, To be honest time? with you, I'm so lucky that my children don't show major signs of stress. And I know a lot of parents struggle because their children okay. do. Um, they're quite laid back and laid back. because you're a laid back parent? Well, I'm not really a laid back parent. My husband's very laid back, but okay. he's naturally, he's the sort of person who would revise before, an, a day before an exam and get. That's very I hate naughty. That. Never Shouldn't do, do that, children. Never. No. But he was the sort of person who would retain information. Okay. Whereas I'm the sort of person who has to write things down, okay. visualize, talk yeah. to myself. Good. Mm sort of signs of madness, I know, but... <laughs> good you know, madness, healthy good madness. madness. Talking about, you know, when we were, we were studying law at the time, it mm. was, you know, all the cases that we had to remember, citations. Um, but my kids, I'm very, very lucky that, I don't know whether they are revising, <laughs> but they're doing really well with it. Do you know it. what? They're on Facebook Live right now. Tell them to get off. Get working. Or show, you know, yeah, yeah off, get, get children, off. off. Yeah. Off. Stop pretending to... <laughs> 
but you're watching, watching mommy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I mean, I'm grateful. Uh, and I'm grateful for the schools who give so much more attention right. to these children because not every school does that. Because now I, I was really grateful that my son's school is doing intervention yeah. over the half-term holidays. Boosters so and booster classes. Yeah. And, but they're getting trickier. The exams are not as easy. They're, they're not, not straightforward anymore. Um, no. You know, there's a lot of pressure there. So do you have any diet, a change in diet? Like, uh, it's National Almond Day and they always say, you know, I feel like badam. a really bad mum because I don't give my children badam and I think not? I'm going to start doing it. Because it's supposed to be good for brain. Well, they say, don't they? Uh, Tuna, uh, salmon, blueberry. No? I, I can lie and say to you, my children are very, very good and have their salmon, but they don't like it. Oh, do they not? No. Okay. It is quite an acquired taste. <laughs> I don't like it. Do you not? Know I like smoked salmon. Oh, I do. No, I wish I could, but I'm, I'm, I'm really bad like that. But just basically hydration and okay. the amount of importance, I don't think children realise, right. just hydrating themselves whilst they're working. Ah. So I'm always making sure that their bottles are topped up, making sure that they're Get, coming up for air after 40 minutes, you oh, know, because okay. I know break. they could just sit there and read something and not actually understand. It okay. wouldn't go in because they sat there for hours and hours. Uh, and I don't think that's proactive. Do, do you cut social media time? Do they have access to Android and all my, the My children media? didn't have phones until they were 16, my older two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no need for it. There was no need for it. And I know they they felt a little bit isolated because all their friends at 11 had phones. Wow. Um, um, and now, you know, they do have phones, but we have to limit their, okay. their work time on it. And, and how do you do that? Well, we just make, it, make them put the phones off while okay. they're studying. And they listen. And they have to. Do you take the phone off them? I don't, but okay. I trust them enough. But then I do really random spot checks. Okay. So I'll just run into the room. Okay. She's in the cupboard. Yeah. Pops so I'll out. jump out. Hi! I do that and I, sometimes I do scare my children and they do look at me like I'm crazy but you know you've got to you've got to ensure that they're not just right. sat on Facebook and, and they don't have Facebook accounts or anything like okay, that wonderful but yeah. um you've got to ensure that they're working you've got to keep them on their toes yeah I mean like I did say wonderful there and um it's you know that's me being a bit of a I don't know it, it, you know what if your children on Facebook that's fine yeah but that they, they don't need to do with to, me yeah but it's it's each to their people, own. But young people don't use Facebook anymore. No, that's for old that's people. For old people. It's Snapchat. Is it Snapchat? Do you have a Snapchat? Account? I do, but I don't have to use it. <gasps> you have. I don't know how to use it. Okay. Gosh, you're it's with really the time, aren't you? I've got I've got the app, uh-huh. and I can look at other people's stories. Yeah, but I would never know how to post my own. Mm, and one story we're going to um, reflect on is the fact that there is an uh, an a company that lets Indians sell their tickets to their wedding. Um, how interesting. Is yeah, that- I should have done that because I must have had 300 guests I didn't even know who were at my wedding. Because <laughs> you know how Asian families, I mean, right. mine was a small wedding. It okay. was 500. And I'm more than certain 300 of them, it was just random. Well, no, they weren't random, but they uh-huh. knew my parents very well. Yeah. But I didn't know them. Um, but that was a small wedding in the day. I mean, 20 years coming up this October it is. Mashallah. Mashallah. I get there. Um but, it, you know, half the guests at my wedding, I was just just smiling and nodding because I didn't know who they were. Did you yeah. smile at your wedding? Because yeah, there I did. Is this, there is but then I got about... in trouble for it. <laughs> you see, there is this thing about, you know, brides being quite, you know, what's the word? Quite um, coy and, mm. and just like, you know, head shy. down and shy. And like, if, but... It's I didn't do, that. didn't do that. And the worst You're thing is it was time. on my it was on my video and it just haunted me for years afterwards. My mum was like, You shouldn't be talking. I was like, but my friends were there and I was Happy. No. no. You should be talking. You're you leaving be us. A very shy bride and you're <laughs> no, leaving us. You know what I'm like, Shmiz, I'm not shy. 
I'm far from shy. I'm too but, northern to be shy. Oh, bless you. And, and uh, you know, we're seeing a lot more brides who are smiling, yeah. enjoying their wedding. And I think it's it was a taboo subject, wasn't it? You, yeah. You're smiling, you're leaving your family, parents, but yeah. you're leaving your family. It wasn't that. It was just the sheer fact that it was my day and I had people who I really wanted to be there, people from university, people from school, you know, my own family. And it was a really good wedding because we, our wedding was four weeks. Right. I had two Mendes on two weekends and a wedding and a Valima because my husband's from Luton and I was from uh -huh. Bradford. So we had to stagger every weekend. So my wedding went on for four weeks. So Gosh, you can imagine. Wow. We were exhausted by the end of it, but we had such a lovely time. Wonderful. That yeah. would have been a perfect wedding to sell tickets to. Yeah. See, see I could have sort of really spun that and made yeah. quite a lot of money. Yeah. And this is what's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, are you, are you somebody who's planning a wedding <laughs> and would you sell tickets to your own wedding? Um, it might I need to look into this article but it would be quite interesting to know whether you know what price those tickets are and who's actually turning up because it's a lot of foreigners yeah who enjoy this you know the big fat Indian wedding a lot of tourists are Tourist. actually um and I was reading on the same article um the reason they're attending these weddings is because they get to meet local people right eat local food uh-huh uh, and and food's basically, good, it's it? food's always available. And another two people at a wedding in our Asian families, it doesn't really matter because you just sort of mingle with the thousands, <laughs> don't you? You know, <laughs> nobody can tell. You know how it is. It, sometimes wow, you just wow. think there's a lot. Um, uh -huh. I, my niece got married recently and there was only 250 people at the wedding and it was like, where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> What would you have thought of going to one wedding in Pakistan when there's only 35? Because the couple wanted to save the money and actually buy themselves a brand new car rather Brilliant. than wasting it yeah. on the extravagant expenditure, um, which would only, you know, that half of them wouldn't even recall the day after, but they'd be paying for it still later on. And there seems to be a lot of research suggesting the more you spend, the impact it has on your marriage life because you're rolling the debt. Yeah stress thinking about one day uh and i would quite happily uh, uh, my daughter and me had candid um, conversations about going to a beach in jamaica <laughs> just 10 of us wow. getting her married off and we'd have to take the imam with us obviously <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well you have to have your nikah and she was like yeah but i said well, it'd be really awkward taking the imam with us <laughs> Members. Uh, but you know, you just think you want something. There might be an imam in Jamaica. You never know. You never know. You have to hunt one out. Uh -huh. um, but it's just the sheer fact that I think people are really getting. Everybody wants a Bollywood wedding. Okay. And that wedding costs a lot of money. Of course. And the wedding wedding in industry, as you know, it's big. It's expensive. It's multi billion pounds. Yeah, people you know, are arriving people in are... helicopters, and it's just ridiculous. So, I saw a bride actually arrive in a cake. No way. Honestly. It was like, and it opened up, and she no was like, "No way, that is the craziest thing I've heard." And then one bride who was actually on top of this whirly thing, and she was just going round and round. There was like she dizzy. Was she not dizzy by the end of it <laughs> in her lenga? <laughs> you know, so you know they wanted their money's worth. They needed yeah. to show this was a ten grand lenga or whatever. Make sure I really see yeah, it. No. But, I I genuinely just, I, I mean, I'd love my daughter, my son to have an amazing wedding, but I think you don't have to go that to an extreme right. where you could just, uh -huh. it, it's wasting so much quite money. Quite ostentatious. It and... is. And actually quite un-Islamic. Okay. If mm. you think about it, 
uh, because in the times of the prophet, there would only be six or seven people at a, yeah. as, long at, as a witness. As, as a witness, and then the money would be given for them to be set up. And I think Mashallah. that's what you should do: and set your children up. Or and I think people who do follow mm-hmm. the Sunnah or Islamically, yeah. they are keeping it quite definitely small. keeping it real, yeah. keeping it and and those that want to. Have, I mean, it's fine if you want to have of an extravagant it is, wedding. Yeah. It's your day. It's your person. You know, that's your Opinion. special moment. Yeah. Um, in your life, and if you've saved up for it, but I think managing the budget um, so that you're comfortable at the end of it. Um, and the dresses are so exuberant. Um, what, what did you wear on your wedding day? What colour did I you wear? I had a traditional red uh-huh. lenga. Uh, but I've always wanted to get married in red. Okay. I don't know why. Uh, it just it was something that I really wanted to do. Um, my sisters got married in two of them got married in red. And one got married in pink, and that was beautiful because she, it was thirty years or thirty five years wow. ago. But it looked she looks so elegant. But I've always wanted to go the whole right. traditional. Did you do your own makeup? No, you got a makeup artist. Wow, makeup. you were really ahead of I, your you time. You know, at the Back time, in the day, everybody wore it their was own, twenty. Their own. Yeah, everybody did their own and. It was amazing because it was just that year was the year where the Asian wedding magazine was ah, launched. Okay. So my shoes were from, you know, from Southall. I had certain Check styles. You. I had on my wedding, t- uh, on my um, round tables, which is quite, you know, cool for the time. Um, What's can- a round table? You know, Asian weddings. Oh. So we usually have square square tables you, and you get them in and get them out. Ah, like if you hide sort of the like, school out, there were the dinner tables, they put a bit of fancy paper on top. And then and, you, you're yeah, out. Yeah, you don't get out. candles or anything. I had like a bowl of water Ooh, and check candles you. and petals on the... And, ah, so so I know, it was really pretty. And I, so my daughter was like, oh, mum, did they, did they do that thing at the time? And I thought, no, because that was the first year. But, You'd have, you know, different things. And mm. I was really... I was. It was lovely because I did it the way I wanted it. My right. parents were really, mashallah, supportive. So I did lots of things for my yeah. wedding that I wanted to do, and I would probably do the same for my daughter, but within a budget. Yes. You've got to look at your budget. You were can't. you a bridezilla? I wasn't. You were no. Just smiling. Just smiled a lot. Just got in trouble for smiling and <laughs> <laughs> being happy. <laughs> But, oh, on her wedding day and alhamdulillah 20 years still, on you'll be celebrating your 20th inshallah, wedding inshallah. Um, anniversary and five mashallah children you're working in partnership with your husband in the solicitor's firm I'm not even going to plug the firm no don't bother no no advertising <laughs> here darling um, but, it's just my surname <laughs> yeah and this, the irony here is like you're actually a matrimonial lawyer so what tips and advice could you give to any couples out there who I'm, I know you're a lawyer we're not talking about legal battles here but generally to be honest with you just to be transparent okay just to have transparency between you um there's a lot of pressures nowadays a lot of like like you know the wedding has Mm -hmm. to be a certain way the way you have to look Mm -hmm. uh on your wedding day uh, it it, you've just got to be a a ground well-grounded person if you're a grounded person and you both respect each other right it's just mutual respect Mm -hmm. and respecting each other's families you know Um, and just to be able to have sort of to be able to give each other that love and attention that you should be giving each other just a little bit of attention yeah and and that's really important isn't it to keep the revive the relationship by having do you have like date nights do you go out on no to be honest with you um, now my daughter's at at a stage she's you know she's mashallah she's 18 she's always saying why don't you and dad go out and and she's so so amazing because let's give her a big shout out her name is I love you but she's, you know, she is my right hand man and 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 woman. woman. Sorry, um, get it right. but she's so, you know, oh. she, it, 
I have four sons and a daughter. Okay. And Allah, Allah has blessed me that, you know, mm. my first was a daughter. And it's a really good relationship to mm. have as, you know, the, there's only two of us in our house and the rest are all male. So mm. quite a lot of uh, hormones flying around. But as we ground each other really well and she, mashallah, is, she's wanting to do law okay. um, and she's got a few unconditional offers. And she'll probably go into human rights and okay. she's very, and she wants to be a barrister. So she wants to really push that, you know, mm. field as well. So, yeah, I just, I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky to be blessed with a really good family. Um, but, you know, it, it is luck as well. Yeah, it is yeah. luck. So, it's so Zaleko, if you're listening, darling, um, mommy and daddy, like uh, <laughs> Wednesday evening. We're going out. They're going out. They're going out. <laughs> and I think that's really important, isn't it, for couples to just get away from the kids, get mm. somebody to look after them and just be what you were like when you first met, child free and to just To be honest chill. with you, it, it, it just takes so much effort sometimes okay. just to be able to... Because we prioritise children yeah, first, right? Uh, just yesterday, yeah. there was uh, 10 of us, um, my three sisters, sisters, four nieces, we all went out for a high tea. Okay. Just to organise that high tea took me, took us four days to oh do. Because between us, we have children. Right. I'm, the young, I'm the youngest out of the siblings, but my okay. kids are the youngest ones. But just to organise, you know, and we only went out for literally two hours, but it was like a military operation. <laughs> you know, you're having the children at this time, at this place, because all of us ladies went out. Yes. And so all the dads and the granddads were all on standby. Did they have? Were, did the dads panic? Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Have you got this? Have you got that? Have they been fed? Have they been to the bathroom? Have, they, have you got spare clothing? I said, well, I'm not leaving the country. I'm literally just going for a tea. So when we all got to the table, we just sort of sat there and just sighed very, <laughs> very you know, loudly and just thought, you know, we did it. Oh, uh, and wow. we took. We managed to take pictures. Oh gosh, you did, did yeah. you? Wow. Obviously of the food before yeah, we yeah, ate yeah. it, because oh, that's yeah. what you have to do. You have to do that. That is you a prerequisite nowadays, isn't of it? Course. You can't touch the food unless you've taken a picture, um, <laughs> which I don't get at all. Um, but, yeah, we had, you know, you have to do that. You have to do that. You have to make some time for yourself. Of it's course. Just... Super important to kind of um, balance the mindfulness. And, you know, I was talking um, about my, you know, good mental health and mental health is an area that we've been exploring mm. quite a lot across the shows because it's something that's not going to go away it's it's really impacts no. um our communities at large and you know uh, it, it shouldn't be a taboo topic to discuss but what's really quite interesting a lot of schools are now injecting meditation and mindfulness in lessons mm-hmm. and do you think as somebody who works in the education sector as a mentor um and who has um, who advises and guides guides students? Do you think meditation and mindfulness is a good place to, I, to be? I at? think um, a lot of schools don't realise how important it is. Mm. And I know when Zaleka was at Denby two years ago, they'd introduced it then, right. and it was well being. And well being is a massive thing in mm. in our school at the moment, mainly for the teachers because yeah. it's a high you know high stress profession. But it's um, for the children as well. You know, there's a government recommendation by 2025 um, that every school should have a counsel, you know, a, a qualified counsellor on site to deal with mental health issues. Okay. And we're very lucky. We have excellent learning mentors at our school and they deal with so many just it's anxiety, a little bit of stress. Mm. You know, there's so much, so much that they have to deal with. But we have a place 
where the kids can go okay. and see somebody and it's a massive thing and I think that's probably another program for you you know that's oh, another definitely and, yeah. I, and I think <clears throat> we, we're seeing that in sixth form as well yeah um, uh, more attention I mean money is being invested and I think it's mm-hmm. a good place but do you think social media has played a massive big part massive. in the highest this high level of anxiety that definitely so much expectations of young 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 um, adults now it, it, they have to be a certain way they have to and they they thrive on the fact that these they haven't got any likes you know if they have likes they're you know they put up a picture and they love it and if they don't have likes and you can imagine the adverse effect on that child Uh, and i sometimes really think sometimes it is such a downfall for our our children because they're just waiting for other people's approval right Mm. so we've got to be really careful and that's why i don't really push for social media when they're quite young because I don't want them to be caught up in what other people think yes. of them. They need to have that confidence to build their own. But it's also, we talked about voluntary work as well, it's getting them out yes. into society, mm. away from that phone and yeah. showing them that there is more out there yeah. and your worth isn't behind a screen, your worth is out in the community. Yeah, and yeah. Engagement, communicating yeah. and learning those social skills as That's well. It. Because they, they're not able to read faces as clearly no. And, and pick up on, um, you know, emotive language. That's it. And apart I, from emojis. No. Yeah. And how, I mean, some of the emojis I don't even understand. You know, like there's a different face and a, a squiggle. And I think, well, what does that mean? I don't know if to send that emoji or if I'm offending Come on, get somebody. with it, mom. No, I'm totally, I'm just, I wish I could. I wish I could. Well, well. Um, it is human at, uh, random acts of kindness day. Is there anything that you'd like to say to our listeners this morning? Genuinely, um, just to check on your neighbour, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't do that enough. I've got elderly neighbours, and I sometimes do feel that I forget to just knock on the door and say hi. Right. We're next door. Just to just, I mean, just looking across, uh, who looks upset? Has anybody been out of their front door? Right. You know, you just got to check on your neighbours because wow. that that is your first port of call. You know. And do you have anything planned for half term? Not really. Just wanting to catch up on tidying up and. Oh God! Be... I knew you were going to say could that. You know, as a I parent, knew I could see that on your face when your my eyebrows windows, just twisted. My windows need cleaning. <laughs> now we're heading off to the end of the show. Thank you so very much, Rosina, for joining thank me. Thank you and for thank having you me. Thank you for everybody listening in. Have a happy, wonderful half term and catch the repeat eight pm. Join me next week, same time. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream? at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.